Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. I am one of your co-hosts, Aaron Avra, and joined with me every week is Donatus Carroll. Donatus, how are we doing today? Aaron, my man, I am. I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. Uh, obviously, a little bit of a sad day, I'm sure, for all of us because of the uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant. But other than that, man, I'm doing great, my brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, can't complain. Just got off. Got off work. Getting ready to relax. Um, but it's been a good day overall. Good week so far. Um, awesome, man. So, so for our listeners today, we are going to a. We can't. Uh, let this podcast go by without addressing the big news that happened on, I guess y'all hear this on Wednesday, so addressing the big news that happened on Sunday um, about the passing of Kobe Bryant. We'll talk a little bit about that, uh, particularly what it meant to Donatus, um, as I'll let them tell you, is one of his favorite players. And then we will end our podcast uh, getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. We'll analyze and give our predictions at the end and see how we're going to do. Uh, once again, you know, just kind of going over our social media aspects. Follow us on Facebook at Once Upon East 112, Instagram, Once Upon East 112. Share us with everybody you know. Let us know how we're doing. Um, let us know what you may want to talk about, or even in our, our Facebook page, let us know whether you agree or disagree with us. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about our first topic at hand, uh, Kobe Bryant, as we know, yesterday, helicopter crash, um, him, his daughter, and what was about seven others passed away. Um, When the news broke, I was scrolling on Twitter, TMZ broke the news, um, but they were the only ones talking about it, and I was convinced that it had to be some kind of a hoax. Uh, because no one else is talking about it, but TMZ doesn't do fake news. Uh, so it kind of blew my mind, and I immediately, my first thought went to Donatus, uh, as this is kind of the core of where our disagreements and debates came from. We would debate forever about Kobe Bryant, um, about whether he was the greatest, whether uh, you know, him, LeBron, Michael, who who was the greatest out of the three of them. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it, pass this over to Donatus, kind of give us a feel of, of where you're at, your thoughts, uh, what Kobe meant to you, because I know he was huge to you in your life as a big Lakers fan. Um, go and pass it off to you. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Um, I've been thinking all day about – what to say, what I would say. And, um, man, I've just kind of come to the point of the realization there's really not, and I kind of, I, I posted this on Facebook, on my personal Facebook, there's, there's really not enough words to, um, to express, uh, what, what Kobe Bryant meant to me and, and the impact that he had on my life personally, um, and all in 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 the world in general, um, you know, like I was talking to to Katie a little bit about it this morning, and uh, you know, she was like, "But you didn't know the guy." And I told her, I said, "You know, like it's it's crazy how somebody that you like, obviously, I never met Kobe Bryant. He doesn't know me. I don't know him personally, but it's crazy how somebody that you don't know can have such an impact on your life." Um, I became a Kobe Bryant fan when I was um, 
I started following the Lakers and started watching basketball like in oh two, oh three. So um I don't know, probably about what, eight, nine years old, nine, ten years old. Um and you know, I don't know, man, it's just it was it's just one of those things like the the first moment I watched Kobe play, man, from then I, I just fell in love with how he played the game. Um, just loved everything about him. Uh I mean, like Aaron said, Kobe Kobe's gotten me into so many fights and arguments with people, <laughs> it is unbelievable. Um, like I've I've gotten into mo- more fights um and disagreements and arguments and debates about Kobe Bryant than any other person, sports figure, whatever. Um, and, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and name, like, all the accolades and all his accomplishments from a sports perspective because I think, like, we all know how great Kobe Bryant was um, as a sports person, as a basketball player. Um, but I want to more so just talk about, like, the impact that he had as a human being, um, as somebody who was bigger than basketball, um, you know, you see he influenced the sport of soccer. He influenced the sport of tennis, the sport of golf. Um, you know, there are baseball players who crafted their, their parts of their game after Kobe Bryant and his determination. There were football players who crafted parts of their game um, and their determination after after Kobe Bryant, his his work ethic, his motivation, um, to me is unrivaled and unquestioned um, by anybody in sports history. And you know that's that's what when people talk about Kobe Bryant, that's the, that's the thing I think that comes to mind for most of the people is they talk about that Mamba mentality, just that drive, that determination, that will to to take over and to be like the absolute best in everything that he did. Um, and it's crazy, you know, like my motivation, my drive um, for life has been influenced by Kobe Bryant. You know, like I'm super, I'm a super competitive person, like whether it's at work or um, in life in general, um, my determination, my motivation to, to be the best and to, to be the best at um, what I'm doing, whether it's, it's as a loan officer or as a, as um, helping out with like a student ministry as a student ministry pastor or whatever it is, you know, like everything that I do is fueled um, by that determination and that motivation that comes from, comes from Kobe Bryant. I remember as a kid, I was a chubby black kid. um, Couldn't shoot basketball, couldn't shoot a basketball to save my life. I was pretty good at defense and rebounding, but couldn't shoot, like couldn't score to save my life, man. Still can't. Um, but Kobe Bryant made a Shelby black kid who couldn't shoot a basketball to save his life. Like he made that he made that kid want to be um, an NBA NBA basketball player. Um, I wanted to be a professional basketball player all the way up into probably like ninth or tenth grade. And by that point, like I was five eight, um, but like there was no there was no chance I was going to be a, a professional sports player of any um, of any sport. But Kobe somehow like put it in me to where like I was I was so determined to become that um and I don't think it was necessarily that I wanted to be like a professional football or basketball player I think it was more so like I wanted to be like Kobe Bryant um you know like he I don't know man he just he he has such an impact 
um, on the world. Like Kobe, Kobe was global, man. He wasn't just big in the United States. He was big in China. He was big in Japan. He was big in Europe. He was big in other Asian countries. Um, and it's just, I don't know, man. I think it's one of those things, you know, um, when, when you first sent me the text, um, I read the text and I, I, I like so badly wanted to hope that it was just one of those like cruel jokes that you were playing. Um, cause I know like, you know, sometimes you and I go back and forth about like Odell tearing his ACL or whatever, you know, like we go back <laughs> and forth about, about, you know, sports things. And when I first read your text, man, I so badly wanted to hope that you were just pulling like a, a cruel joke to get me fired up. And, but it was like when I read your text, I knew I knew that, like, there was no just kidding coming or it wasn't, like, you trying to pull, like, a cruel joke or anything. And so I immediately um, Googled it, and at first it was TMZ um, reporting it. And so I thought, okay, maybe there's a chance, maybe there's a, a small possibility that they're wrong about this. Um, and like you said, about after 10 minutes or so, I think some of the local um, news channels in L.A. started picking up on it. Um, and then ESPN came around about 30 minutes later. And um, I think a lot of me is still in shock. Um, it's it's really hard to believe. Like, Toby Bryant was someone who was a hero. He was a legend. Um, he's hands down, um, not just in sports, but, like, in life in general. Kobe was the person that I looked up to um, more than anybody else um, in the world. You know, like, I was t- talking to my mom about it yesterday. She said, she remembers, like, when I came home, if Kobe Bryant was playing, like, we had to watch Kobe play. Like, there was nothing else that was going to be on TV. Like, we were going to sit down and watch Kobe Bryant play basketball. Um, and it's just weird, man. I don't know if it's, like, the universe or what, but, you know, the, it's – I was thinking um, yesterday morning, I was thinking about how people – like when they shoot a, a bat, when they shoot like a, a a paper ball, like they yell Kobe. You know, like they don't yell Michael or MJ or LeBron. Like people yell Kobe, um, and you know, obviously, obviously that was before he passed away. But just weird that I was thinking that yesterday morning that he passed away. Um, you know, yesterday yesterday afternoon. Um, but so much of my life, man, it's, it's like it's so weird, man. Like so much of my life, I, I catch myself like doing stuff that Kobe Bryant does. Like I can't. I, I think a lot of people our age or in our generation are like this. Like if I'm by myself, I cannot throw away a piece of paper like a normal human being. <laughs> like the the ball always has to be in my hands with three seconds winding down, and somebody like Michael Jordan and LeBron has to be on me, and I always have to hit them with a step back fadeaway to win the game. Um, you know, like if if something goes good, like I I pump my fist like the way that Kobe would. Um, you know, just <laughs> just just things that are kind of funny. Like I kid you not, dude. We're um we're painting our house Saturday. Um, painting like doing normal person stuff, and I stuck my shirt um in my mouth and bit it like the way that Kobe Bryant did. You know, like just. <laughs> Just little stuff like that that, um, I don't know, man. It's just crazy to think, like, somebody that you've never met could have that much of an impact um, on how you live your life. Even just little things like throwing away a piece of paper um, or, you know, like pumping your fist when something when something goes good, um, yelling Kobe when you're shooting a piece of paper. Um, 
You know, there there's really not enough words to put into um to to explain, you know, the impact that Kobe's had on my life and in in the um on the world in the world in general. Um but those are just a few a few of the things that Kobe meant to me. Um you know and and then you just think about it from like the human perspective of um you know there's a, there's a wife who lost her husband and her child yesterday um you know some of those other victims that passed away there it looked like there was a family of a guy who was um a well-known baseball coach um who was pretty successful in his own um but his wife and their daughter they passed away and it looked like they had another daughter so you're thinking there's a girl who has lost both her parents and a, and a sister um, in a helicopter crash. And, um, you know, just something like life, life's so short, man. I think death has a, has a way of making us kind of become introspective and, and really thinking about, like, those who are close to us and those that we look up to or whatever. Um, and, you know, I feel like everybody's saying, like, hug the ones that, you, that you're close to, like, hug, hug them a little bit tighter. But, it really is one of those things, you know, I mean, just something simple like, like being able to do this podcast with you, man, um, is, is not an opportunity that, that I get to do with really anybody else, but like, it makes me appreciative that I'm able to do a podcast with, with a friend, but somebody who's more than a friend, somebody who's more like a brother, um, regardless of, you know, the, the disagreements that you and I have had in the past, like we've been friends for going on almost nine years now. Um, it'll be nine years this fall. Um, and you know, friendships like that, they just don't last long, man. So, um, I think I, I tell you all the time, I'm super thankful for you, man, but especially like, um, today, man, I'm, I'm super thankful for you and, and thankful to be able to do this podcast and talk about Kobe Bryant, um, with somebody who I've probably gotten into more, I think, debates and arguments with you about Kobe than anybody else. So um, in that sense, it's kind of cool to see how everything's kind of come full circle. So, um, yeah, those are just a few of my thoughts and reflections on the life of of Kobe Bryant. Um, he, he definitely made an impact on the world, um, and not just in, a, in a, um, a way that you say it, but, you know, just in general, uh, he truly did make an impact, an impact on the world. So, those are a few of my thoughts, man. I'm interested to hear um, your thoughts and and uh, your reflections. Um, you know, as somebody who was not a quote unquote Kobe fan, but somebody who I know still had a lot of respect for him, um, regardless of if you thought he was the greatest basketball player or not of all time. <laughs> you know, we had we've had like we mean it when we say we've had. I mean, I can't even count how many arguments we've had. I mean, we would just be sitting at East 112, and I would make the passing comment that LeBron is greater than Kobe. And it would just immediately spark, even whether I mentioned it or not, and it would immediately spark Jonathan into, like, that mode of, well, let me go ahead and tell you everything Kobe has done that LeBron has not done. Uh, and, I mean, I did this all intentionally. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't really grow up much of a of a Kobe fan. Uh, I've liked Kobe, but like during I was on the wrong side, I guess, of, of history. Whereas when the Lakers were having their their three peats and everything, I was on the AI side of going for the Sixers. Um, I've always been a huge Shaq fan, and we know they had their falling out. And the more I reflect back on that, I think about how young Kobe was when they had that falling out. 
and I'm like, that was just a young kid uh, when they really had the quote-unquote beef and falling out and didn't like each other. And, you know, almost, I'm not comparing Kobe to Britney Spears, but almost like Britney Spears, when she shaved her head and went crazy, like we grow up and we're like, oh, she was, you know, 25 when that happened. I understand all the right. stress, uh, except for it's more magnified for her. Kobe had that falling out with Shaq, and, like, we hit that age, and it's like, okay, you know, you can understand the young, the youngness mentality of, of you know, this is my team, whatever. Um, but I think Kobe just kind of transcends, like you said, past just basketball. He's not just basketball. Um, he's Oscar award winning with, with uh, the, um, the video short he helped with. Um, he is a, I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me about Kobe since he's retired is how big of a family man he is. And like, right. that gift yeah. that went around with jokes about him and Gigi and the jokes being like when you're trying to explain to your wife, whatever, whatever, when you're trying to explain, um, and, and and that gift was hilarious because you just add stuff to it because Kobe's, like, mannerisms with him and Gigi, you know, went together. But now you look at it and you're like, that's a genuine moment between <laughs> a father and a, uh, and a daughter. Uh, yeah. Really just breaking down the game that both of them love. And you see that, that impact in all these videos that have been coming out with him training with, with Gigi um, of, like, how close that bond was. And, like, he almost, I feel like, lived his life out fuller after the game of basketball that he did during the game of basketball. Um, and that it then now pains you. You said, you know, think of the human side that, you know, his wife Vanessa and his, um, and his daughters all just lost, you know, a husband, a father, and a sister yeah. and a daughter. Um, and, you know, that just kind of breaks your heart. You, you look at it from the human standpoint uh, of him not just being the, the absolute phenom superstar um, that, you know, no matter what your walks of life, whether basketball your thing or, is, or not, uh, he just kind of had some kind of impact on a lot of people. And I don't think there's many people um, in this world that have that impact. Um, right. And just kind of when I got the news yesterday, it was almost like kind of like time stood still a little bit. And you kind of sat there and you're like, no, nah, let me wait for the – disregard that we got hacked because no one else is posting it. Someone had gotten hacked, did a sick joke, um, and they just kept going and going. And, and before you know it, like MSNBC and CNN and ESPN, and the second all those put it out, it, it became real. Um, and then when that happens, you kind of, you know, I reflect back on our arguments, and it kind of almost made things real, like, when I joked around about him not being the GOAT, he, he also only passes, and it's almost like all of my arguments were erased and were nullified because I sit back and I think, and I'm like, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if you can still, I, I feel like the three are incomparable, that it's going right. to be hard to say who the quote-unquote GOAT is, but there's no right. doubt about his greatness, whether it's in the game of life or in the game of basketball. Um, and it's, it's, we lost a, a, a great player and a great, um, person, uh, Sunday, or I guess yesterday, so we're recording on Monday. And, um, and it's crazy to think that just in our childhood 
alone, like us growing up, that we were able to witness, like, Kobe in his prime and now LeBron in their prime. Like, two of the yeah. three greatest players ever uh, yeah. were getting a chance to witness. Um, but, yeah, no, that's, that's I, you know, once again, I, I didn't grow up, like, as big into Kobe as, as most people did. Um, on the wrong side of everything, <laughs> AI, Shaq, everything. Uh, but it is, looking back on it, like, the impact he had. Um, it, it's crazy to imagine that age 41, um, he's already gone. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take this to a much, much lighter note. Thank you all for, for bearing with us, feeling with us, hearing with us, feeling, for, feeling with Donatus, because I, I knew how big this was to him. Um, so I wanted him to be able to air out any thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, but now, to talk about what is coming up, what's going to happen, uh, Super Bowl Sunday is this Sunday. Uh, it was the only thing on the docket, and now it is our next thing on the docket. Uh, Chiefs, 49ers. It's going to be a game, I think, for the ages. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in quite some time. Uh, we will give our analysis. We will each give our analysis, and then we will each predict so that we are not swayed by each other uh, in our analysis and prediction and analysis and prediction. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll disagree again. Maybe we'll agree. Uh, you know what? I am going to let you kick this off, my good friend. You go ahead and analyze for me. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I was actually going to tell you to go ahead and get started, but, you know. No, you know, no, you got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, we're too kind to each other. <laughs> I kind of hope we disagree on this, but I, I don't know. I, I I have no idea what, what's going to happen. We haven't talked anything about this Super Bowl um, over the past two weeks since the Chiefs and 49ers um, have gone in, which is it sounds sound, doesn't sound like a big deal, but you have to understand that Aaron and I talk every single day um, for anywhere from three to four to five hours a day. So, yeah, no, um, we, you know, we text daily and we intentionally stay away from topics we know we're going to talk about. Like, for example, Donna just began to text me about, uh, uh, spoiler, about Jason Garrett being hired by the Giants. And I said, nope, 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 stop that. Cause after the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about these, uh, coaching staffs and see if they got it right. <laughs> so, like, we, le- we legitimately have not said a word about this game at all. So I have <laughs> no idea where he's going to go and what he feels. <laughs> Thank you. It's been, it's been hard, man. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to do this, but I agree with you, man. I think this is going to be a really great Super Bowl. Um, super excited about about the two teams. Um, I don't know that I would say I believe it's the two best teams in the NFL, but I think it's it's going to be the most it's going to be the best matchup of two teams in the NFL. Um, again, like we've said over the past few weeks, any time that Patrick Mahomes is involved in a football game, you know it's going to be good. Um, and I think you know it's it's interesting. I was kind of thinking of some points that I wanted to make. I believe that you can look at Patrick Mahomes in an age where we've seen so many, um, so many teams, um, start rookies, um, either that first year or within the first few games, 
Um, you think about somebody as recently as Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. Kyler Murray, I think, started game one this season, played all 16 games. Daniel Jones started after, like, three or four games. Dwayne Haskins came in after five or six games. Um, last year, Baker Mayfield came in after, what, two, three, four games. Um, same with Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Allen and, and Josh Rosen. Um, in a time where, especially over the past few years, we've seen so many rookies start. Um, Patrick Mahomes did not play at all. His, or I think he played the last game that first year that he was a rookie. But you see that the Chiefs really took their time. Um, and Patrick Mahomes could have easily came out as a rookie and probably started and been semi-successful. Um, but he sat, he sat behind Alex Smith for about 15 games. He learned how to become a professional. He learned the ins and the outs of the game. He had a perfect mentor in, in, in Alex Smith who, even though he was a successful and seasoned veteran, he knew that Patrick Mahomes was kind of like the next person. And he took Patrick Mahomes under his wings and kind of show, showed him the way. Um, and so now we see uh, about two years later, we see – Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. And so I kind of hope that this is something that more teams look at. And when they draft um, rookie quarterbacks, they, they kind of pull from the Chiefs model and they say, okay, we're going to sit him for a few, for, you know, 15 games or a season, really help him learn how to grow as a professional and develop his game so that he'll be successful in the long term. Um, so I think it's been cool to see that with Patrick Mahomes. I think as, as we look at the two coaches, you're looking at the battle for a top five NFL head coach position. Um, you know, we did an impromptu <laughs> last, last episode about top five NFL coaches. And I think we both had, um, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, um, either in the top five or on the, in the top six, knocking on the door for the top five. Um, so, you know, I think this is this is a chance for both coaches to prove themselves. Andy Reid um, lost to the, the New England Patriots in the only Super Bowl that he appeared in. And Andy Reid, for the longest time, has had a reputation for being able to get teams to the um, NFC Championship when he was with the Eagles, AFC Championships with the Chiefs. And even, at, even like last year, they lost because um, they had somebody jump off sides. And so I think for the longest time, that's kind of been the thing that has um, – been held over Andy Reid's head is can he get to the big game and if he gets to the big game can he finally win the big game um I think I saw a stat a few weeks ago where Andy Reid is like has the most wins for a coach who has never won a Super Bowl um so you got that side of, of things then you have Kyle Shanahan who has um infamous, infamously gone down for blowing a 28-3 lead just a few years ago um perfect chance for him to kind of redeem himself and show, you know, like I was young, I made a few mistakes for whatever stinking reason I kept throwing the ball instead of just running the ball. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to lie, like there's a part of me that doesn't want Kyle Shanahan to succeed because like he he was part of the reason that we lost that 28-3 lead um, as a Falcons fan. But, you know, it's cool to see those those two things of two coaches that are battling for redemption um, two of the best play callers in the league. Um, Kyle Shanahan is, to me, I think Kyle Shanahan is the best play caller 
in the league, but Andy Reid has had a reputation for so long for being a really great play caller. Um, so you look at that from the coach's standpoint, it's a battle of two really good coaches. And then you look at it from like a player standpoint, man. You've got Patrick Mahomes and the explosive, dynamic, um, easily probably the best offense in the league of the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco Giants, San Francisco Giants, San Francisco, uh, 49ers, um, and the best defense in the league. So, you know, strength versus strength. It's the best offense versus the best defense and getting to see how that plays out. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? What matchups you're looking at? Um, Tyreek Hill versus Richard Sherman, um, Travis Kelsey versus the, those safeties. Um, it's just so much. Um, you're looking at that at that defensive line versus the the Chiefs for the Chiefs um, offensive line, um, the Chiefs running backs versus the San Francisco linebackers, um, and then you flip the script and it's just as good. Well, not just as good, it, it, but it, it's still good. Um, San Francisco's offense versus the Kansas City's defense, but I think it, like that's a huge difference in those two things. Um, so. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot, I guess, to to kind of get into, but I guess just a couple of things, a few things that I'm looking forward to. I really want to see how Richard Sherman plays against Tyreek Hill. Um, Richard Sherman, we saw in the NFC Championship game, um, he got beat by the by Devontae Adams a couple of times on some uh, on some deep routes. There was one where um, Devontae Adams came off the line. He faked right and then cut left and ran straight down the ran straight down the field and um you know Aaron Rodgers threw a beautiful ball that that caused Richard Sherman to get beat on um and so Richard Sherman just does not have as quick of a step as he did at one time um and Tyreek Hill is easily the fa- is easily one of the fastest wide receivers in the league so um I'm sure that Andy Reid will be looking to exploit um Richard Sherman on that but Richard Sherman should be able to get a body on him as well. Um, so interested to see that matchup. Um, interested to see Travis Kelsey versus some of the secondary. Um, the the 49ers secondary has kind of played up to Richard Sherman's level. Um, and so interested to see how, how they play against Travis Kelsey, who if he's not the best tight end in the league, he is um, the second best tight end in the league. Um, the other tight end is the other best tight end in the league. I think your your top two tight ends are George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey. Um, so so interested to see how that works out, um, and then interested to see how how Patrick Mahomes plays in his first Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has been someone who, for the longest time, um, the moment has never been too big for him. Um, so you know, I feel like he's going to come out and have um, a really big game. Um, I'm trying to think, there were a couple of other things, other points that I wanted to make. Um, interested to see if the Chiefs, the Chiefs have gotten down big the past two weeks. Um, they got down 24 to nothing to the, to, to the Texans, um, and then got down again, what was it, 17 to 7 against the Titans. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are a team, I think, if the, if the, if the Chiefs get down, um, to the 49ers by, you know, any one of those scores, whether it's 24 to nothing or 17 to seven, um, it's going to be extremely hard for them to come back, 
Um, I'm not going to say that it wouldn't be possible because I didn't think it'd be possible, but, you know, the Chiefs did it um, against the Texans and then did it again against uh, the Titans. So um, I think it's it's going to be extremely important that the Kansas City Chiefs don't come out soft or, or come out slow, that they come out strong um, and that they're able to put some points on the board against the San Francisco 49ers defense. Um, San Francisco 49ers, they've got the best defensive line, I think, personally, in the NFL. Um, I want to see how, how, how they're able to get to Patrick Mahomes and how Patrick Mahomes reacts because he's going to get hit. Um, and that line, that offensive line for the Chiefs is not as good as the defensive line for the 49ers. So, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a few times, I think, especially early on in the game where, um, they're able to make it to the backfield, and I want to see if they're able to get a hit on uh, on Patrick Mahomes and and see how he re- he rebounds from that. Um, so I think I think the X factor is going to come down to how the San Francisco 49ers offense plays against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. The 49ers are coming off a performance where they had one guy run for 220 yards. Um, and the Chiefs, while they were able to hold Derrick Henry to, um, I think it was like 69 or 89 yards, something like that, um, the first time that they played Derrick Henry, they gave up 188 yards. So um, it, it, Kansas City's got one of the bottom five uh, rush defenses, or the, at least they did during the season. Um, and so you just think like San Francisco is going to want to 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 run the ball and um, pound the ball down down their throat. Um, so I want to see how if the if the Chiefs are able to slow down that running game, I want to see how quickly and how much um, Kyle Shanahan trusts Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball. Um, does he allow Jimmy Garoppolo if they have to? Does he allow them to throw the ball you know twenty twenty five times, or does he continue to stick with the run even if it's not working? Um, so those are a few things that I'm that I'm looking forward to. Um, I think the biggest X factor is Kyle Shanahan went to the uh, University of Texas, Hook'em Horns. Um, so that that plays a huge uh, a huge um, factor um, in their favor. So um, anytime that there's a Texas person playing, you know, I'm going to want to pull for that Texas that Texas person. Um, and because he's from, because he went to Texas, he jumped into my top five for NFL head coaches. I didn't know that it was going to be so simple. So, um, but I think, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game. I don't think it's, it's going to be one that, um, it's going to be really, um, shocking or surprising one way or the other, but those are just a few points that I, that I, that I have and a few players that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, what are your thoughts, man? How are you, how are you feeling about, Point, uh, key points and, and players and, and stuff like that. So, I think this is going to be one for the ages. Yeah. I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. Um, I had forgot. I, I, I was ready with some of my points about how Kansas City was going to have to watch out, but I forgot that we have the ultimate can't-get-the-job-finished coach versus the 28-3 coach. So, like, one of them has to break 
the bad mojo, right? So one of them has to get a right. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned that Kyle Shanahan being the reason, because Kyle Shanahan was the reason the Falcons blew that. All he had to do was run it, get a field goal, boom, done, lock it down. Um, because that would have been much harder for Tom Brady, yada, yada, yada. But it's funny that he all he had to do was run it then, and now all he's doing now is running it. Because Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I don't know if he trusts Garoppolo or not. So here, here's here's my thoughts. I thought you brought some really good points. I think that the Hill-Sherman matchup is going to be interesting. I think the secondary versus uh, the Kansas City, like, receiving weapons is going to be interesting. Because um, yeah. Kansas City seems to have, like, a never-ending stash of weapons. And um, so I, I want to see those matchups, see if uh, see if they can find a way to slow down Kelsey and Hill. But then you got to worry about Hardman and, like, anyone else. They pull out the woodworks, the water boy that gets out there. You know, you never know. <laughs> uh, I, I guess you could say the same for, for San Fran, that Kyle Shanahan is just pulling guys off the street and having them run for, like, 200 yards. Because, yeah. you know, Tevin Coleman went down, hurt, boom. Brita um, has been in and out of injury and been in and out of favor. Um, we've yet to see Jarek McKinnon, who they paid, like, $21 million this year because he's been hurt all year. Uh, and they're they're just pulling guys off of other teams' practice squads and saying, all right, let's go have a game. Um, because Kyle Shanahan schemes that great a place. Like, I do believe that he's one where – um, where his scheme and his system is making a lot of these players great because it gives them the best opportunity to be successful, um, which is why I'm excited about the Browns because they come from the same tree, but that's besides the point. Um, snuck in a Browns thing. You got that? Snuck it in there. Um, I thought we were going to make it a whole episode without talking about the Browns. Oh, no. We almost did it. We almost did it. But um, here's what I think it boils down to, and, and what I'm interested to see is, is we've seen Kansas City go down big, and by big we're talking double digits because 17-7 looks big. It's really only 10 points, but it's double digits. They've gone down right. big in both of their games. I don't think they will be able to win if they allow San Francisco to go up big early on them. Because I don't think the Texans' offense was good enough to keep, and, it, and they showed they weren't weren't good enough to keep that going. Um, Tennessee does not have the players to be a high-scoring team, so therefore they went up big. But then once Pat Mahomes got going, um, you know you couldn't keep up with them. You had you had to score every drive to have a chance to beat Patrick Mahomes. And so far, the two teams they went against went up big on them but could not hold them off. I think if San Francisco goes up big, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to, going to channel in to that 28-3 loss that probably kept him up for weeks, and he is not going to let it happen again. Plus, his team has the tendency to score and score and score, and score on you. Uh, So I think if they go up big, there's no chance. The biggest factor will be, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, because that run defense 
of Kansas City, though they haven't been good all year, they found a way to be good against um, Derrick Henry because they knew that if you stop Derrick Henry, Tennessee can't win. Right. Like, I think Tannehill Hill is going to be good next year because he's going to have a full offseason as the number one guy. Um, but they knew that if they could stack the box, if they could stop Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill could not win that game. And I think going into this, they have two weeks to prepare uh, for this one offense, which Kyle Shanahan is a genius. He can morph the offense however he wants to against any fronts and change anything. Um, but I think given the two weeks of planning specifically for this 49ers offense, they are going to force Kyle Shanahan to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And – I, though Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he's legit, whether he's not, we discussed this last week. We both came around and thought, you know, he is the dude. Uh, he's like the Andy Dalton. Um, but I think right now, because this is also, he's been to a Super Bowl, but he was yeah. standing there holding the clipboard for Tom Brady. So he's, I mean, yeah. he's stepped in the stadium, but he's never played. Same with Patrick Mahomes. So these are two first-time quarterbacks, which I am loving because we're finally getting some changing of the guards here. But I'm interested to see what the defensive coordinator for Kansas City has drawn up to kind of close off the run game of San Francisco and make Jimmy G fall out. Um, And I am not sure if I trust him enough to do that. Like, they have Kittle, who's great, and they know Kittle's great, so really you're you're kind of stopping the run in Kittle, which are two major tasks to do. I'm not, I'm not trying to say it like it's an easy task to accomplish because their run game is so dynamic. I mean, we saw Mostert, Mostert however you say his last name, like, roll in and, and roll up with, with 222 against the Packers. Um, I think the biggest difference here is if I'm also looking at San Francisco's games they've played up to. Um, game one, they played against his former quarterback, who he knew in and out, and they run the same offense as him. So, therefore, Cal Shanahan could help the defense scheme. Game two, which I can't believe I forgot this, and I didn't mention it last week, and it was like the, it was that night I laid down to go to sleep, and I was like, no, I didn't mention this. <laughs> so, I get to mention it now because I'm trying to decide if, like, this game is going to be a little more of a chess match because Cal Shanahan, uh, rewind, the defensive coordinator for the Packers was Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin was the Cleveland Browns head coach the season that, um, the one season that Pettin was there was the season that Shanahan was the, was the offensive coordinator. Uh, so the Browns ran the Browns ran Pettin's defense. The offense ran Shanahan's offense. And when they went against each other, he's played that. He played for an entire season. He played that defense at practice. Yeah. And there, there were famous clips of, like, Pettin yelling at Shanahan, uh, getting on to him for calling plays to throwing to certain players. And then you would show – they would show that, that it ended up going for a touchdown and the looks that – 
Shanahan would give Pettin that it was almost like Shanahan wanted to give it to him because yeah. probably whatever went down that year. Because um, famously, he resigned. At the end. Pettin got fired after one year. Shanahan resigned because he didn't want Johnny Manziel to be the starting quarterback. So the past two teams that Shanahan's played, he's known very well. This Chiefs team is very different. It's it's not a Shanahan true offense. The defense is not Mike Pettin's. The quarterback is not anyone they've played against yet in this in this um, in this postseason. Like they had Kirk and they had Aaron Rodgers, two like old school drop back and pass quarterbacks. And we saw last week Mahomes, like, scramble for 30 yards, just <laughs> do it working, working miracles um, and scoring a touchdown. Um, oh, I thought that talking about this would have me choose my team, but I'm still as torn as ever. Um, I think there's a lot of pieces to look at here, and we could spend hours looking at this game. Um, yeah. But – I I don't even know if I've analyzed anything. I think I've just mentioned things about the team <laughs> that I'm interested to see how they do. Um, but I don't know if I can point to any one thing and say that's going to be the thing that wins it for the team. Um, hmm. I say it's time to predict um, because I'll just I'll I'll talk myself in circles for the next like ten minutes about what what could happen and what you got to stop. But then if you're stopping the run, you got to stop Kittle, uh, which Kittle yeah. is mean. And then you stop, yeah. then you focus on stopping Kittle. Then you got to stop the run. You can look at the same thing with, with Kansas city. They don't have quite the run. They don't have a run game. They don't have quite yeah. the run game. Like Damian Williams showed up this postseason, but he isn't like their run game is not San Francisco's run game, but their pass game is electric. Like you can't stop Pat Mahomes and, Woo! It's going to be a game, man. It's going to be a really, really good game, and I am really looking forward to it. Um, let's go ahead and lock them in. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go ahead and go first? Ah, why, wow, you are so kind. My brother, you are so kind. Uh, oof. All right. We're putting this on the record. On the record. On the record. Uh, do I go Shanahan? Do I go Pat Mahomes? Whew, I like Kyle Shanahan a lot. Like Andy, <laughs> Andy went to Texas. I don't care about that. Um, oh, <laughs> um, all right. And not to mention, I you mentioned Pat Mahomes. I thought Pat Mahomes was going to be a bust. I thought last year he was going to be trash. Um, he mm. proved me wrong because I was like, Nah, people are raving about this kid. All he has is arm strength, just like Josh Allen. Um, mm. But he sh- he showed up and showed out. All right, I'm, I'm ready. I'm I'm done stalling. I've been stalling for a minute now. Um, <laughs> I'm going. Wait for it. Mm. Wait for it. <sighs> All right, I got it. Chiefs over forty. Because and, and I do think. These are the two best teams in the NFL. You mentioned, I'm not going to let you 
get by with that. I think these are, without a doubt, the two best teams in the NFL. Um, I think the Seahawks are good. I think the Ravens are good. But I don't think – I think there's a reason they didn't make it, and it's because these two teams are legitimately the best teams. It's not someone got a fluke shot at somebody. I do believe these are the two best teams. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm going on and on. I'll make my prediction now. Um, <laughs> Chiefs over 49ers. It's going to be a shootout. I don't think – I think the defenses play a semi-role, but once – once um, Ooh, once Mahomes gets going, I don't think you can stop him. And same with Shanahan's run game. If the run game gets going, there's no slowing it down. I think it's going to be a high-scoring – watch this be a low-scoring affair. I think it's going to be a high-scoring <laughs> game. I think it's going to be 48 oh, wow. to 45. Oh, wow. I do, think it's, I do think it's close. I think the offenses are too good. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a runaway like the Chiefs have been doing. Um, yeah. I don't think San Fran goes on, up on them early, and that's the reason I see the Chiefs win. I do think if San Fran goes up early, it's done. The Chiefs lose. But that's not this scenario. This scenario, Chiefs win 48-45. Pat Mahomes is the MVP. Andy Reid finally, finally gets that coveted Super Bowl. And then, twist of events, Andy Reid retires. They promote Eric Benini, Benini, however you say his office coordinator's name, because Andy Reid is so happy and so elated that he won. He'll retire with this Super Bowl win. That was a little bonus for y'all. There you go, Donovan. Um, but on the real, if if they if the Chiefs do end up winning, Andy Reid does need to call it because he can't afford to continue to lose in big moments. And while granted he would have a Super Bowl on his resume, I don't know that too many people are going to remember. Oh, but he won one Super Bowl when he's been to like seven AFC or seven like conference championship games. Like, let's not forget he went to four straight or four or five straight NFC championship games with the Eagles and only made one Super Bowl. Um, yeah, so he uh, he needs to if he if the Chiefs win he does need to retire. Um, I don't know if I say needs to retire, but I would not be surprised if they win it all and he says it can't get better than this. Let me go ahead and tap out. I think he'd be smart to retire. Yeah. Um, so when when I first realized that it was um, going to be these two teams. For some reason, the the score thirty eight to twenty four popped in my head, um, and I was leaning one way more than the other, um, just because like I think a lot of times when we think it's going to be close, it ends up being a blowout. When we think it's going to be a blowout, it ends up being close. And you know, like you talked about, we thought that this game was going to be close. Um, so for the whole, like literally the whole episode, I've been thinking thirty eight twenty four, thirty eight twenty four. But just within the past few seconds, listening to you, um, I am leaning towards a different way. Um, Aaron, we have our first, or not our first, but we have our second disagreement. I am rolling with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Like I said, I did think it was going to be a blowout. I thought it was going to be 38-24. Uh, I thought I think I still think that the Chiefs are going to get down fourteen to zero, maybe seventeen to zero. Like I, I think it's going to take some. T- I think that Kyle Shanahan is going to come out running, literally, 
excuse me, and it's going to be too much for the Chiefs to figure out. So I think they're going to get down semi-big to begin the game. But Patrick Mahomes is going to battle them back. Um, at first, I was thinking that Patrick Mahomes would not have a, a big game, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a really huge game, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I think the San Francisco 49ers win Super Bowl 54. Jimmy Garoppolo proves to Bill Belichick and to Tom Brady that he can win without them. Bill Belichick gets mad at Tom Brady because Tom Brady made um, him trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady gets released from the the Patriots, um, and it's all because of your Super Bowl MVP, Jimmy Garoppolo, leading oh. the San Francisco 49ers to their to a Super Bowl Super Bowl 54 victory by a score of 41 to 34. Jimmy Garoppolo is your MVP for Super Bowl 54. Let, let the record show that the man who threw eight passes in the conference championship game <laughs> is going to be winning the MVP <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Jonathan said it. The man who was only trusted to throw it eight times. <laughs> but no, I, I will go on the record, and, and I know this means nothing for the record, but I do believe that in a scenario that San Fran goes up 17-0, the Chiefs are out. It's over. The, the Chiefs will put up a fight, but I don't think they win. Um, yeah. I, I think they have to come in and go toe-to-toe with them immediately or it's going to get out of hand. It may still be a close game, but they're going to be playing from behind the whole game to fall by, to, 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 to not win. Uh, but in your scenario, if it's 17-0, Chiefs are out of it. I think it's done. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, world. There you have it. We are split. We got Team Chiefs over here. We got Team 49ers. Whoop, Let us whoop, know whoop. if <laughs> – let us, our second disagreement, let us know, well, I guess our second major one, we technically disagreed about the Auburn-Minnesota game. Uh, oh, yeah. But these are, this is bigger than Auburn-Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was just kind of pulling it at two strings, hoping we were right. Um, let us know in the comments on Facebook, who do you agree with? Who are you taking? Who do you think the score will be? Who do you think the MVP will be? Will Andy Reid ride off into the sunset after he wins a Super Bowl? Let us know on social media, Once Upon East 112 on Facebook. Guys, does you have anything else to leave for our, our kind listeners at home? No, I hope you guys enjoy your buffalo chicken dip on Sunday night um, and your uh, Tostito chips. Um, eat lots of pizza. Don't drink too much. Um, don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs. Stay in school, kids, and uh, just enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a great week. Stay in school, kids. Don't drink and drive. Get home safe. Uh, I would give you all a cool Uber discount like they do on all the other podcasts, but we don't have that. So make sure that you get home safe. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a great Super Bowl Sunday. Feel free to reach out to us during the game on on social media. Let us know. as the game's going on, who's right, who you're rolling with, and we're out.